uh, happy beginning of the week, everyone's, everyone's. Uh, uh, for those of you that tune in every Monday to catch, to catch the show, you, you know wherever you listen to it at, ha- happy Monday. Uh, for those of you, your 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 particular week, however your life works, it may start. Uh, yeah, yes, young Sean, this is a pre bump uh, to a replay, but nobody go anywhere because I got I got something to say before we get into the pre bump, like I always do. I got a, I got an announcement to make. And and then I got to talk about the things that we teach our kids, okay? And, and then and then I'm gonna do a ten year old replay that's just as relevant uh, today as it was then, even though the numbers for this particular thing are down. Thank goodness I'm not gonna ring the bell on a pre bump. Young Sean, are you confused? Relax. Drink your drink. Do it. Eat your plate of food. Whatever you do while you do the magnificent job that you do every week, family. You guys don't get confused either. I'm just doing it a little different. Young Sean, I'm doing the pre bump a little different because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the announcement. I got, I got something to say about our kids, and 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 really, you know, really, I'm thinking that might be moody motivation because ten years ago. Uh, Moody Motivation I didn't have that in a show It was called uh, Hood Love Mondays And it had its own day And it was its own show See Moody Motivation is just the birth child Of of Hood Love Mondays Oh yeah I did that way before this Beat break stuff I'll do it after or during too But I'm saying it was always there Okay let's not let's uh, Okay Young Sean, roll with me right here. Yes, this is a pre-bump. Yeah, we got a replay. Family, let me make some announcement. Don't you turn this shit. Don't you don't do y'all don't do that to me anyway. I know. I know. But everybody just stay relaxed. Everybody be calm. Young Sean, you just you got this, bro. It's you you're doing it work the same way. It's a pre-bump. Pre-bump station break, whatever, uh, replay. Sit there. Keep your composure. When I was young, you you a man now. You a man, young Sean. And so you got a full-time job. You go to school. You're responsible. You don't get yourself in no trouble. How your mom doing? How your dad good doing? Everybody good? Okay. All right. So we don't always give them what they used to. Hold on, young Sean. I have to uh, pop a beverage. Hold on. I'm not popping when I'm twisting one. Hold on. If you're new here, yeah, just don't, just chill. Chill. I got you. Everybody good, young Sean? You okay? When I was your age, I was already on my own. Uh, I was sleeping with women three or four years older than me already, and I was having, uh, living my best life, or so I thought. So you should be good with this, all right? Let's do it like this. Yes, this is a pre-bump, but we're going to give the people what they're used to before the pre-bump, because we typically don't do that, I don't think. Uh, I'm not even sure at this stage right now, right? Don't worry about it. We 135 episodes in, I believe. We got this. Don't worry. All right. Are you ready to get a family what they used to? Family, are y'all okay? Is everybody all right? I'm gonna make some announcements, and 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 then I'm gonna talk about our kids, 
happen. And then I think it's going to be a station break or something like that. And and then we're going to come back with a 10 year old replay that is so relevant. Was my sound, was my hardware and my mics and everything, were they as awesome as my stuff now? Absolutely not. But was the message just as potent? Absolutely. And you guys are going to enjoy it. And that was courtesy of Cousin Ed and myself, the 5050 Brothers from Indian Radio. You can't find it anymore because all the podcast places took it down for reasons I can't disclose. We didn't do anything wrong. It was political stuff. No problem. No problem. Young Sean, let's give them what they used to. Let's just give them what they used to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. Thank you. Thank you, sir, ma'am, over there. You guys know me like the back of your hand. Now, I know you're not used to hearing this on a pre-bump to a replay, but it's how I'm feeling today, all right? Without you two in that whole crowd over there, as I always say, I do not know what I would do without you. All my people over there and over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be, ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, Welcome to the Jeff is Moody show wherever you listen to this bitch at, except on BeatBreakRadio87FM.com. No, no, I'm still around. Me and Sean Garvey still riding. Nope, nothing like that. See how y'all be looking for shit? Nope, don't got nothing to do with that. I'm a, I'll say it on the announcement. Don't go, well, this week, what's this, the 27th, 28th, 29th, maybe this week you can catch it on BeatBreakRadioFN.com, then you're going to find someplace else to listen to it, I'm going to fill you in on that, all right, young Sean, let's continue uh, uh, giving them what they want, wherever you listen to this bitch at, except for BeatBreakRadioFN.com, go there. For all my iPhone and iPad users, please download the free podcast FM app from your mobile app store. Okay, just download that and go under Reach One Network and 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 at 3 p.m. like you've done with everything else, and and you'll catch the Jeffers Moody Show. Nothing's really changed. It's just you know, it's not going to be any more BeatBreakRadioFM.com anymore, or 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 get your i get your get your Spotify app going. You, you listen to the replays on that, or get your iHeartRadio app, or you know, um, um, your Anchor app, right? Anchor FM, or or my favorite, my personal favorite, TuneIn. Three p.m. Go to TuneIn. Put it in Reach One Network at 3 p.m. You're going to listen to the Jeffers Moody Show. Nah, nah. He's just losing one, one source for the greater good. All right? I'm going to break it down. Now, contact me on IG and or FB uh, at the Jeffers Moody Show. Or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-3865-331. Now, I'm going to be your pilot for however long this flight is. Because I'm doing this pre-bump. I don't know what care how long it's going to be. But Young Sean, I think the replay is like an hour and a half. As a matter of fact. I think there's a whole nother hour. (laughs) So. I really don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell. Hold on, y'all. Let me look. I can tell y'all in a second. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. This may be raggedy, but just hold on one second. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you guys something real quick. Hold on. Uh, 
What's 82 minutes and 21? So that's an hour, hour 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are also going to get some music today also. <laughs> so you're going to get you're going to get this pre bump. You're going to get. uh you're going to get this pre-bump you're going to get the replay and then you're going to get like music from somebody don't know don't care who it is as long as the show stay hot it's a replay i had to do a replay for y'all today it's too much stuff going on right now next week is that new new week after that is the new new okay all right can't ring the bell on the pre-bump text me your comments and or questions like i told you to six seven eight three eight six five three three one once again, that's 678-386-5331. Text only. Text, you know, let me know. Let me know what's going on. I'm going to be a pilot for the three-hour flight. Kick back, relax if you can, even if you can't. Guarantee you we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all of my drivers out there who listen to the Jeff is Moody show while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Ah, now I can ring the bell. All my drivers, what up? Emin Kunzi, Corey, Sad, all, all, Keish, all my peoples. I don't care if you Ubering, they listen. I don't care if it's, it's Amazon, they listen. My FedEx people, they listen. Uh, UPS people, they be listening. My people going to work, listen. My people taking family trips, listen. My people, they lit. My drivers make this shit go round. And my, my people in the office, in the cubicles, in the office, y'all make it go round, all right? I rang my bell for y'all. Honk your horn for me. Slam your door for me. Uh, uh, you, you, I don't know if you if you're in your cubicle, bang your stapler for me. Bang a, bang two pieces of paper together. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So family. Um. One love to all of you who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeff is Moody show. Whether you're in the gym, in the house, wherever you are, if you're listening, I have got to thank you. Now, b before I get into today's show, I have an announcement to make that will be taking effect in the next few days as in less than a week, I think. Now, fam, just want to let you guys know in advance here. BeatBreakRadioFM.com will no longer be in existence in a couple of days. You're still going to be able to catch the Jeff is Moody show. You're still going to be able to catch all the other shows, but you guys will figure out where everybody can go. And a lot of you go other places and listen anyway. A lot of you group share. A lot of you do that stuff. And so uh, I, I appreciate that. So I know we'll work this out. But Beat Break Radio FM won't won't be in effect now I'm, I'm going to tell y'all guys about that but to let you guys know uh, uh uh the beat break morning show this is with sean garvey dj Rollum, and the crew they will be uh simulcasting their morning show on their station starting monday october 4th at 6 a.m to 10 a.m and they will be broadcasting the the uh, the uh, beat break morning show, six a.m. to ten a.m. y'all, and they'll be on one hundred and one the vibe F 
am. Oh, I wish I could give them a round of applause, but I could ring the bell. Yeah, they'll be that. That's where they'll be. You can catch them live on TuneIn and all that stuff too. Same way you catch me. For all of you that get up in the morning and you you need something to kind of get you up and get you going, they got some great music there. They got some great topics, some great segments, some great talk, great hosts. Really good morning show, y'all. Really good show. I think that the 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 kings over there, uh, Mr. Charles King, uh, aka uh, uh, DJ Mr. Yeah, and Music Harris uh, from One Hundred One uh, uh, The Vibe FM. I think that that the Beat Break Morning Show is going to be a very great addition to their format. Very strong show, very very good show. And October fourth for you early birds. Before your 3 p.m. dose of insanity and irregularity and bipolar roller coaster emotion. Before that 3 p.m. Jeff is moody dose. Get the 6 a.m. beat break morning show dose. Get it from 6 to 10. You can find them exactly where you find me or you guys can tune in once again. To 101 The Vibe FM. Google it. They'll be playing in real time. All right, let's get to the website. So, fam, let's let's listen to make sure we all get this because I don't want any of the listening family to come here and not be able to get you know to get this show. So, starting the first week in October, uh, uh, BeatBreakRadioFM.com will shut down permanently. All right. Now, this is an effort by by Mr. Sean Garvey, a.k.a. AKA the architect to drive traffic to the podcast FM app, which you can download in your app store. Um, He's looking to make the podcast FM app more useful and user friendly than the Beat Break website was. And that's a smart move. Worked very hard on the Beat Break website. Uh, wasn't friend, wasn't friendliest. It was. It wasn't that. It wasn't hard. It just wasn't the friendliest navigate navigation thing. You know, not being friendly. You know, doesn't doesn't mean it's not easy. It's just it wasn't. You know. And he's found better means, and you know, I salute him. I kind of support him. You know, this is my show. This is my brand. This is my stuff. I, I do, I do this for me, of course. I do this for my brand, of course, for my family, of course. But I do support Sean Garvey. He's like a little bro. I support him. So just trying to drive that stuff away, y'all. So beatbreakradiofm.com. Over the past two years and change that I've been here, you guys have gotten so used to hearing me say that. But just, you know, wash it off your mind. Do it like a bitter. Be a bitter lover. You know how bitter lovers are? You know how bitter lovers like they love somebody to death. And then when they break up, all of a sudden that person was always the most horrible person in the world. Y'all haven't noticed that? No, no, young Sean, I got this. I'm just doing me right now. Do it like that. It's like you'll 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 be you'll be with someone, and they and they they loved you. They was with you. They had your back. They was 
they were they was uh, fans of yours. I don't like saying fan of anything, but they were heavy supporters of y'all. They, they the sex was good, everything seemed to be good, and then things go wrong, and you turn into your little dick ain't shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta have to do beat break radio FM like that. <laughs> you gotta have to do that because it's out of here. I think, like I said, on October 4th. On October 4th, you get the premiere, the relaunch of the morning show all over the place. And you get a brand new episode of the Jeff is Moody show at 3 p.m. Morning show 6 to 10. Jeff is Moody 3 to 6. What the hell? I rang the bell for that. So, uh, Moving forward, some of the personalities who choose to air on this network, we're being told to ask to please inform our listeners to tune in uh, to your podcast or or radio program to either tune in under Reach One Network, uh, Beat Break slash Beat Break Break 87 FM. You can really just put in Reach One Network, but I listen on personally, I listen on tune in. I do listen on Beat Break on occasion. I like to make sure that the the website got his hits. I would listen there, but my my preference was always TuneIn. So get your TuneIn app. Uh, there's a free app. Don't let them think you got to pay for nothing. And put in Reach One Network or put in Beat Break 87 FM or get that Podcast FM app. Get the Podcast FM app. Same thing, same way. You guys will figure it out. By the way, Everybody is more savvy at this stuff than me. So you guys will figure it out. For the replays, the Jeffers Moody Show airs usually a brand new episode. Well, 95% of the time, 97% of the time, a brand new episode every Monday, which I'm going to cut down on that, by the way. I'll explain that to y'all at some other time. And when you want to list the same show plays Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 6. When you want to hear that in real time or when you just want to catch the replays, go to Spotify, put in Reach One Network. You hit, you see all the Jeffers Moody shows right there. Google me on iHeartRadio. Google the Jeffers Moody Show. Google iHeartRadio, the Jeffers Moody Show. Boom. There you go. Now, in the word, here's what Sean Garvey said uh, as he was filling filling uh, his personalities in. Well, we're, see, it's so funny because people say, well, you're not his person. Well, the personalities that are on his station, I mean, that's his platform. It's not mine's. You know what I'm saying? But don't read. Y'all be reading too deep sometimes. All right. Just listen. So speaking of the podcast, FM app. Uh, uh, the architect says that he's happy to announce the app is 90% revamped. The app now has both Beat Break 87 FM Reach One Network and the 101 The Vibe FM streaming under the radio station section. So you'll be able to hear the Beat Break Morning Show once again, 6 a.m. to 10 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time and so many other personalities that are on that platform. You'll be able to hear them on podcast FM. I hope you guys are writing this down. All right. 
and there's and there's other stuff and whatever. We'll figure it out. Listen, this I'm telling y'all this right now. The next show that I put out is next Monday. That's October 4th. That's the brand new new. And I'll mention it again. Might not take me 20 minutes, but I'll mention it. And we'll all figure it out and we'll keep everything going. As the months go on, I'll be informing you guys of some Patreon moves I'm going to be making and things like that also. So just stay tuned. Be updated. You see why I, t- I tell people, young Sean, don't bail out. Don't bail out because you hear it's a replay. A lot of people don't keep listening to the replays for no reason. Stay. This is new. It's new material right here. Young Sean, this is new, new. So I got to tell you something before we before we move in, because I think if I'm not mistaken, either I'm doing something wrong right now or with the new new and the replay, that's going to be two hours. I got a three hour show. So I think y'all getting like a music mix might get one one, might get a mix from natural as she ain't sent a mix in in 18 years. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Good music lasts forever, doesn't it? We'll figure it out. It'll be dope. Things are going to be dope. For this week. Don't worry about it. Next week, we back to the regular. All right. Now, family, I want to talk to you guys about things that we teach our kids. I, I said, do uh, young Sean. I said, do I said, do beat breakers is not going to be around anymore. That man put a lot of working years into it. I'm sure he's not happy to let it go, but he's a businessman. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Do it how y'all be doing your relationships. That's all. Y'all be all over each other until somebody said they don't want to be together no more than that person was always the worst. I always wonder when people broke up, what, if that person was that bad, why'd you stay with them? Do it like that. <laughs> that way y'all get over it quicker. And y'all will find somebody else to give you wood and to give you vagina. To give you radio, penis, and vagina, you'll find someone else to do it. It'll, it'll be Podcast FM, Tune in Radio. The wood and the vagina is still out there. <laughs> Audio, wood, and vagina. <laughs> Somebody tried to steal that like I ain't make it up today. Just now. Hmm. I want to talk about things we teach our kids. Now, you know, uh, Family, I'm, I'm playing a 10-year-old classic throwback today called Are You Too Young to Get Pregnant? That's why y'all got to listen to this. The content is timeless because the message still applies. And you know what made me think about playing this replay today? I, I, was, I, would, I went in Target for something. And I got in my car. Y'all know those multi-lots. That you, you might have a Target, a Best Buy, a... Uh, whatever you got in your town, right? Whatever shoe store or electronic, whatever kind of, you know, a lot big industrial lot. There's places to eat. There's places to shop. And I just noticed something because I'm like really observant. Like I was, I look around our society and I look around our world and I look at the young ones and I realized that a lot of these little motherfuckers are inconsiderate rude disrespectful no regard for courtesy 
no type of manners and you'd be like that's a bad little motherfucker but we never really think of it we kind of hold kids accountable for what we teach them like there are things that we teach our kids and then our kids grow up to either be wickedly successful in society where they damage a lot of people or they grow up for society to burn them because society won't deal with the way you raise your kid oh yeah I would say that this is is kind of like a uh something it's like it's something I gotta say, young Sean, but it's also a moody motivation. But but I'm gonna say this really quickly. Uh uh dude, I'm gonna curse too much during this segment for it to truly be a moody motivation. But it this kind of something like a moody motivation. It's kind of something like a moody motivation. So I'm driving. So I leave Target. I think about going down to Best Buy. I don't want nothing. I'm just seeing if there's something in there that strikes my eye, right? But that's at the direct end of the lot. Target is more towards the dead center and Best Buy is at the end and then there's other stores, right? So, you know, you get in that lane. You get in that lane where pedestrians are coming out of the store and they cross and typically you would stop. I mean, I stop. I'm a high, I'm a courteous driver. I stop. You, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like you've been driving and people are coming out of like, let's say a Target or a Walmart and, and, and you stop and you wave them on. And, and, and I've seen this a million times, but today I was in super analytical mode and I had also saw some things in Target and, and I was in that kind of mode today yesterday excuse me and there was a family it was a father a mother there were two older teens there was a young one that was probably about six and they had a small one I stopped I waved them across two cars in front of me had rolled right in front of them i stopped waving them across not because i want to thank you family this is not about me wanting a thank you i'm observing something pete this because sean i know your parents raised you better than this i, I let them go across by the way pedestrians have the right of way especially in that situation i let them i let them across Young son on the phone, daughter, heads down, not into nothing. The little kid, he's running all in front of their parents. They died. He's like three feet, four feet in front of them. It used to be that was like a white parent thing because black parents wouldn't let their kids run free like that. Now black parents let their kids run free too. The racial gap for ignorance is closing when it comes to children. Yeah, I said it. Uh, This is the new new before the replay. I said it. Y'all got to admit, it's closing. You know, hey, hey, when somebody used to kill their mama, you knew it wasn't no black person. Hell, we afraid to talk back to our mama. Oh, but we done caught up. We kill our parents. We tell them, fuck you, mom. We do all that stuff. So it ain't a racial thing anymore. Yeah, everybody crazy. Father, father doesn't look over and say, 
a gesture, you know, thing, just a wave or a head nod or a smile. Mother's not paying attention. She's holding the baby. Who cares? It, we're entitled. You're supposed to stop, bitch, nigga, and let us go. And I thought about it, right? I said, they, they're kids that seem like two teens and, and what I deem to be a six or seven years old. They should have been raised by their parents to say thank you. And they're not. And I see that all the time. And so you wonder kind of what kind of entitled piece of shit humans that these people are going to because the whole family didn't miss courtesy. Once again, fam, if you're thinking I let people go in front of me for courtesy for them to say thank you, you're wrong. But it is something that you notice. It's kind of like holding a door. I hold doors open for everyone. I don't really expect a thank you. But I notice if you just walk by me like I'm the fucking doorman, I notice it. It might not bother me, but I notice it. But that's the shit we teach our kids. That's why we got so many little assholes out here. Things we teach our kids, man. These little these little micro recorders, these little recorders, they record everything. They they visually record. They know what they hear, they know what they see. While I was in Target, there was a little boy walking with his mom. Totally not a color thing. He's a black kid. But oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, all my Latino, all my, my, my Hispanic brothers and all my people from every race, all of y'all are fucked up. I see all of y'all wilding. I'm just telling y'all what I see. The most is whites and blacks. I'm sorry because I don't see a lot of Asian kids wilding out. Now, I'm not with their they parents. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we all entitled. Ain't none of us shit. So he's in Target. He got a bag of chips. Now, he had to be about seven. He got a bag of chips. Half of the chips are falling on the ground. The other half are making it into his mouth. Two ladies are walking behind him. Looks kind of like mom and grandma, maybe. They got a baby in the stroller. He's walking and they are, they see it. They see it because they made commentary about it. Don't drop everything. We ain't even paid for those yet. He ain't even paid for them. They was going to ring the empty bag out. Oh, don't act like you haven't done it if you ain't shit. I've never done it. Never allow baby Moody to do it. Mrs. Moody has never done it. We just don't operate that way. Because see, that's how you teach your child impatience. I'm going to get you this snack, but you can wait. Patience. But we teach our kids to be ungrateful, impatient, rude, don't respect courtesy, don't give courtesy. These are the things we teach our kids. And I believe the children of the future teach them well and let them lead the way. Let them know the beauty of their. What's that, y'all? Hearts, minds, souls, whatever, whatever. R.I.P. to Whitney. R.I.P. to uh, the originator of that song. Because the greatest love of all is easy to achieve. I found the greatest love of all inside of me.
Just remember when you complain about this new generation, uh, when you complain how how inattentive they are, how disrespectful they are, how much they don't respect authority, how inconsiderate they are, how privileged they are, how entitled they are, how self-entitled they feel. Just remember, you probably taught it to them. That's why your kids ain't shit. And that's why you ain't shit. Because you ain't shit. Now, now, there's a small population wise. There are a lot of people that they teach. They y'all don't think that's a big deal to say thank you. Right. Let me tell you, you can lead your child in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a perfect direction of being a leader, of being a sympathetic caring person you could teach them to be business wise you could teach them to be hard to what they need to be hard to in the world but without care without a certain amount of sensitivity and appreciation we're just we continue to raise a, a bunch of assholes i don't see many parents teaching their 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 children to fly Biden flags and 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 teach them the N word. I don't see many Biden or Obama supporters doing that, but uh, uh, I do see a lot of Trumpers teaching their young children how bad a nigger is. And ten-year-old kids on the internet talking about stinking dirty liberals. Young kids that walk into a school and shoot a whole fucking school up. Oh, there are a lot of parents out here that try their best by their children, y'all. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, young Sean. And I always feel for for those parents because you look at the parents that did their best in society of what whatever was deep down inside of their child it got the best of them but let me tell you most of the time the little fucking asshole that we encounter he got it from his mama he got it from his daddy or his grandma or his auntie he got it from an adult that didn't take the time to think how important every little millisecond is of teaching your kid the importance of courtesy and respect young 11 12 13 14 15 16 year old kids walking around being proud of the january 6th insurrection because that's what they get at home and what would a young female baby be as far as percentage wise sexually what she would would she be when she sees various men, five, six men a day, a week or whatever, coming in mama's house and going to the bathroom, going into the bedroom, yeah, oh, 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 
And the dude walk out of the house and don't even say nothing to the kid. And the kid sometimes walk. Y'all ever seen these women twerking on IG and all this shit and a little baby crumb crawling across their dirty ass carpet with the fucking mattress on the floor? Is that the baby fault? Goddamn gangbanger out here teaching a fucking seven-year-old how to load a gun. With a little rag around his arm. The, the gang signs throwing for seven. All the little assholes we have are usually because of us, man. Uh, a lot of you give a fuck and y'all don't play that. Too many of you don't. And y'all do. And that's why we are where we are. And that's why we're going where we continue to go. By the way, shout out to all my parents out there that taught your kids not to even put a mask on. Because fuck these liberals. You ain't going to get COVID because it don't exist. Thank, thank you, guys. Way to go. This is your pandemic. Thank you all. Yeah, that same science that you use. Uh, 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 to get your prescription and eat meat and eat all these strange things from places. The same science you depended on before, you don't do it now because it was a liberal. If it was Trump, if Trump had said it, I would have did it. But Trump didn't say it. Uh, he says science ain't good. And so fuck science. Son, you don't ever put a mask on. Fuck these dirty liberals. Shout out to y'all. Great job. Great job, you piece of trash. Black and white, all of you. Garbage. <laughs> so family, look, I'm the only guy that could give you a replay, but didn't do goddamn 40 minutes uh, in front of that. So whatever. BeatBreakRadioFM.com is no more. If you're listening to me on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, that's probably just for this week. Starting next Monday, won't be able to get it here, but I've told you when to get it. I'll continue. Hey, Jeff is moody on IG, y'all. I keep feeding y'all. I keep giving y'all updates, okay? So what we're going to do right now, uh, we're going to go into a break or something, right, Sean? We're going to come back with the replay. Listen, what I just told y'all about how we raise our kids, it's the perfect message for this replay. I was asking the youngsters directly, are you too young to get pregnant was giving them a checklist of it so y'all check that out okay so young sean let's do it how we would do it on a normal show but we're going to go into the replay and i think there's going to be time left so sean garvey i think it's going to be like a music mix or something my dude you know i know you you're the architect you'll figure it out you'll work it out sorry about that i think i misjudged the time or something i don't i, I don't know we'll figure it out Maybe it won't be. Hey, I don't fucking know. He's going to do it next week as the new new and everything will be back to regular. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for peace over war. Love over hate, y'all. Peace over war. Sorry. And don't forget you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. I love you all. I appreciate you all. No grab bag this week. And thanks for letting me be me. See you all next week with another hot one. Uh, no grab bag hour on the replay. But please stay tuned and keep it locked right here for more outstanding talk and musical programming after the Jeff is Moody show goes off. See you all next week. Love y'all. Jeff is Moody out. Family. Let's pray. 
for humanity. <laughs> if you believe in prayer, <laughs> you better pray for humanity. All right, y'all. See y'all next week with that new new. Peace. Yeah. It's your boy, Mr. Moody, from www.mynextdoorneighbor.net. The home of the hottest podcast online, Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, featuring the 5050 Brothers. That would be myself, and that would be the Indian Big Dog, the seven-job Negro known as Cousin Ed. We decided to give you a podcast that is all about you, all about your life, all about the issues that go on in your life. We not following celebrities, we not chasing them around This show is focused on you You want real talk? You came to the right place MyNextDoorNeighbor.net And this is Mr. Moody's Neighborhood Featuring the 5050 Brothers The hottest podcast online Enjoy And oh, by the way This beat was produced by Jay Berry A.K.A. Jaha Mr. Movies Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers. And where do you come to find us, man, besides going to iTunes and putting in Mr. Movies Neighborhood? You come to mynextdoorneighbor.net or www.mynndn.net. And we're here for another hot show, y'all. We're going to be talking, actually, today, we're going to be talking about Are You Too Young to Get Married? And you know, when we say, are you too young to get married? We may not, we're not just talking about an inappropriate age to get married. Because a lot of people are of age to get married, but mentally, spiritually, discipline wise, they are still in an immature stage. They're still too young to enter into what marriage is supposed to be. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today, family. But of course, before we do that, Y'all know we got to shout the hood out, man. So, without further ado, big up to Delightful One from Kindness, Georgia. Big up to Smitty Smith from Duluth, Georgia. Big up to Baby Girl ML from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Hey, that's the that's uh, the neighborhood. That's uh, that's what Mr. Moody's headquarters located at in Lawrenceville. Big up to Double D from Bessemer, Alabama. Big up to Trinity Jones from Atlanta, Georgia. Big up to Marie. 2011, King Marie, the Forum Prince. I can't call him the king yet, y'all. 
Because y'all know the king of Indian forums is Michigan's finest. Now, let's keep it real. Big up to the God of Marie 2011. Big up to 9850 Millie from Pensacola, Florida. Big up to the beautiful queen, Yana Lou. Big up to 100% Authentic from La Porta, Texas. Big up to Portia. Big up to Lori 4A from San Francisco, California. And big up to Domani from Roswell, Georgia. Of course, we respect our hood and we love our hood. That's why we shout them out every week. And we also shout out some podcasts that we listen to and we enjoy. And as usual, we always started off with my man, my bruh, my motherfucker, Big D from Regular Cat Radio. Big up to Big D and Mr. Whitfield. Off the chain. If y'all think we raw and we off the chain, they are exponentially raw and off the chain. Go to iTunes and put in Regular Cat Radio. You will be entertained. Big up to the Haterazzi Radio Show. Amongst my favorite, one of my top three podcasts. Big up to my man. Love them to death. Love the show to death. Always eager for another show to come out. Go to iTunes and put in the Haterazzi Radio Show. Big up to... Mr. Span, I ain't seen you in a minute, Mr. Span, man. Come on with another show, brother. We waiting for you, though. Handle your business first, man. Take care of that life. Life come first. Big up to Mr. Span from the Span Report, S-P-A-N-N Report. And of course, y'all, what's new on iTunes? What's new, Lena? You can go to iTunes and put in what's new. And we have our hood queen, Lena. She does a pop culture show, um, Celebrity Talk. You know, things that are going on in the know. And if you were tired of all these other podcasters that day are just obsessed and they're really groupified when they're talking about celebrities, you would be pleasantly surprised by Miss Lena. She is the bomb. When she does it, she does it well. She does it objectively. It, it is it's, it, it's very refreshing to hear someone do entertainment like that. So, of course, you know, big up to Miss D and Juice Radio on Black Talk Radio. Big up to Dot Talk. On Black Talk Radio every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And as a matter of fact, let me pause. Let me let me pause this right here. I gotta give. Oh, okay. I have to give a shout out to another podcast. Now, you guys have heard us shout this podcast out before, and you know, like a lot of people always ask us why shout out other podcasts. It's like, well. It is kind of like a competition in podcasting, but at the stage that podcasting is right now, you have to promote other podcasters. I mean, you really have to. You can try to do it alone and be the, you know, the black sheep and fuck everybody. And that may work for some people. But to be honest with you, uh, Cousin Ed and I, we're not the type to act like we don't like something we like. So we big up other podcasters. There's room for everybody. You remember um, when when the hip hop culture first began? It was always competitive. Don't get it fucked up. But these guys got together because they were looking out for the culture first and foremost. They wanted to get the culture booming. And then who's the best MC came along the way. But it always existed. But they were unified. See, you can have healthy competition where everybody is eating and still blow up a culture. So podcasters that really dedicate themselves to podcasting, um, that you'll find that we are very concerned with the the the, the whole culture of podcasting you know for us it's about making podcasts popular making them marketable and and and, and get in sooner or later getting financial gain out of a podcast it's a million podcasters 
But it's a million MCs and singers, right? It's a million actors, right? So that's why we shot our podcast and we have to respect what these guys are doing because they get us through the day. They get us through the night, man. A lot of us don't really listen to radio like that. And so podcasting is very therapeutic. It's very entertaining and it gets a lot of people through. All right. So there's a podcast I want to shout out. And that podcast is The Black Guy Who Tips. Um, You know, I almost owe Rod and Karen from The Black Guy Who Tips. I almost owe them an apology because, you know, they are very worthy of being shouted out every week. Now, we're not always going to be shouting podcasts out every week. Um, But, you know, as 2012 comes in. But when we do, I have to give it up to that podcast. Because let me tell you where this all started from. I'm just on Twitter and I never look and check who's following on Twitter. Like, Cousin Edda tell me what's going on or something. But I rarely look. So, I just happen to look at our thing. We got a hundred-something followers, you know, whatever. And um, I'm like, okay, so I see Say That Again. Because Karen from The Black Guy Who Tips, this is a husband and wife podcast team. They are absolutely awesome. I mean, you go to iTunes and put in The Black Guy Who Tips. They are, you know, probably my top four podcasts. So, um, you know, I think who say that again, which is Karen at say that again, um, S-A-Y-D-A-T again. She follows the hood. And I was like, wow, that's dope. And when I had noticed that the other week. And so I said, man, I listen to these guys all the time, but I don't acknowledge them as much as I acknowledge everybody else. And I'm going to tell you guys what that is. Sometimes we take people's hard work for granted. You know, like when we do these podcasts, y'all. It's work. Like, I know you're here is having a lot of fun, but, you know, we got to all get together, first of all. And all of us are hectic. And, and, and for, for my podcast, we're hectic. We're a hectic group of people as far as things that we have going on. We got businesses, um, uh, kids, sports, you know. So and then, you know, the technical aspect of putting podcasts out for people. And so I don't think a lot of people understand that you don't just talk into the mic and put the podcast out. Not if you have pride in the show, you put a little effort behind it. And the hardest working podcast in the system to me is the black guy who tips. Rod and Karen from the black guy who tips, you know, cousin Ed and I, we put out one show a week, every Thursday, y'all get a fire show from one of the best podcasts online, which is Mr. Moody's neighborhood featuring the 50 fifties. But by the time we done cut a show, edited a show and put it up, them motherfuckers over at Black Guy Who Tips done did 95 shows in one week. They, look, it is the James Brown and Tina Turner of podcasting. Tina Turner minus the ass whipping. That's who Karen is. Karen is Tina Turner minus the fucking ass whippings from Ike. This is the hardest working fucking podcasting group ever dude so much respect to rod and karen from the black guy who tips and i think that we take these guys for granted sometimes because a lot of our favorite podcasters don't often give us the shows every week they kind of come out when they get a chance to come out and they're usually worth the wait rod and karen are so consistent you can you know that they're going to supply you with material several times a week and then you just take it for granted because it's there. And sometimes you shout the other cats out because they kind of come when they come and it's more anticipation. So I noticed that um, I happen to be a real motherfucker. This is just common knowledge. And so 
My apologies to Black Guy Who Tilly. We will shout y'all out often. You are worthy to be shouted out. You are a kick-ass podcast. A husband and wife team that can work together should be applauded anyway. Um, and, and Rod is the fucking bomb. He's the captain of the ship. He's fucking Black Captain Kirk in this motherfucker. And Karen is the, the goddamn beautiful Uhuru. Is it Uhuru from Star Trek? Whatever the fuck. She's a boss. She's a boss as well. So big up to you guys, man. I love the show. I will always support the show. And and you deserve to be praised. And I'm going to do my best in the future not to take your hard work for granted and forget to shout you sometimes because I'm just used to you always being there for me. We do take people for granted and we got to stop doing that shit, all right? Now, we don't need to be shouted out by other podcasts. It's always nice to be acknowledged, but motherfuckers shout us out. They shout us out. They don't. They don't. We don't really give a fuck. But we give it up when we respect something, all right? So y'all go to iTunes and put in Black Guy Who Tips, and you will be so fucking entertained. I'll tell you what, if you're not entertained by what they call their method of ratchetness, if the ratchetivity does not get you, if you do not volunteer to be baptized in the waters of ratchetness, contact me via email, and I'll refund your money back. All right? Big up to the Black Guy Who Tips. With that being said, let's continue with my goddamn podcast, Mr. Moody's Neighborhood. Also, if you want to follow them on uh, Twitter, you can follow Karen at Say That Again. Once again, S-A-Y-D-A-T-A-G-A-I-N. Goddamn. Or you can follow Rod at Rodimus Prime. I think it's R-O-D-I-M-U-S-P-R-I-M-E. Okay? Follow them at Rodimus Prime. Follow them at Say That Again. Said all that in one breath, man. Back to my shit. So we're gonna be talking about uh are you ready to get married today? And before we move into that, man, I just wanna say one thing about this. What is this guy? What's the fucking rapist name? Jerry Sandusky Dusky Douchebag, the the uh, coach from uh Penn State. I wanna play something from y'all, this interview uh, with Bob Costas and Jerry Sandusky. Um I call him Jerry Sand Sandouchebag. And I don't even give a fuck if he comes out after hearing this interview. The motherfucker's a pedophile, okay? Now I really don't like to speculate because we we you know we say people are innocent, guilty when they're innocent all the time. Because in America, it's guilty till proven innocent. It's not innocent till proven guilty, especially if you're a person of color. But there's something about these sick fucks fucking these boys. There's something about the Catholic Church being so protective when they fuck little boys. There's something about these big million dollar programs being so protected when they fuck little boys. And um, I, I want to talk about that quickly before we get into the marriage thing. So we're going to go into a break real quick in Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, and we will be right back. And speaking of Twitter, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Mr. Moody's Hood. All right? Follow us, man. Come to the hood, www.mynextdoorneighbor.net. Go to iTunes, put in Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, leave, leave comments, ratings, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but just make sure that y'all continue to build our listenership up because our listenership numbers are up and we owe that to you. All right, quick break. We'll come back, talk about Jerry Sand douchebag, and then we'll go in. Are you too young to get married? Whether it be age, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. Are you too young? Are you really ready for this marriage shit? We in the hood, y'all. We'll be right back. My next door neighbor.net. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Y'all know what time it is, right? Twitter time. Twitter time. It's time for the Mr. Moody's Neighborhood. Twitter. 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 Roll call. What up, fam? 
And what up, fam? Y'all already know what it is, man. This is the portion of the show where we, Cutinette and myself, we give our propers, we give our respect to the incredible followers that we have on Twitter. Yo, shout them out, boo. Big up to at Jazz Evangelist, at Mike underscore Motivator. What up, Mike? At T.W. Martin 74, at Famous Kennewick. That's Famous Days Barbecue, y'all. At A King from Queens. What up, P? At Taggle Me. What up, Miss Marie? At Moni Mom 3. Moni! At Yasmin. At Jaha143. What up, baby, bruh? At Ms. D underscore Juice Radio. All bow to the queen. At Mech Johnson. At Stephanie True. What up, Steph? At Misty Rock at Pharaoh I C I at Kumo Yoko at Ebony 321 Lord have mercy one of the sexiest women's in the hood without you we couldn't do what we do from the 5050 brothers salute Twitter roll call if you want to be shouted out on the hottest podcast online, Mr. Movies Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter at Mr. Moody's Hood. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're back. Y'all already know what it is. Mr. Moody's Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers and sometimes DJ Naturel and sometimes Podcast P. Uh, by the way, those are members of this podcast team. They're not just tag-alongs. Naturel was here with us when we started, by the way. Our very first podcast was done with Naturel. And, and so, you know, technically it is the 50-50s and DJ Naturel podcast. We are a unit, y'all. Y'all just hear my big-ass mouth most of the time. All right? So that's just how that works, all right? It is Mr. Moody's neighborhood, right? So um, big up to everybody, man. Let, let's move into this uh, Jerry Sandusky, Dusky, douchebag thing. Now, everybody knows... Um, Everybody is aware that uh, with, with the whole Penn State thing and, and one of the assistant coaches, Jerry Sandusky, you know, he was accused of, of molesting children on, and on the Penn State facilities. Um, you know, there's been reports of him fucking little boys in the shower, sucking little boys dicks in the shower. And you try not to presume someone guilty if you don't know the full story. But... I'm on YouTube today. Y'all know I'm home, still recovering from the surgery. Uh, you know, it's a very long road back, very painful, going through a lot of shit. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And I've gotten to be home and maybe on YouTube and stuff a little more than I usually am uh, because I'm in the bed half the day. And um, so I came across this Bob Costas full interview with Jerry Sandusky. And I just want y'all to listen to a couple of minutes of it and tell me, is this motherfucker not a fucking pedophile? Just listen to a couple of minutes of this, and you guys tell me, am I a fucking maniac? Well, I am a fucking maniac, but tell me, am I, have I completely lost my mind? Alright, check this out. This is Bob Costas interviewing uh, 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 former assistant coach of Penn State football or whatever the fuck, Jerry Sandusky Dusky Douchebag. Listen. Sandusky, there's a 40-count 
indictment. The grand jury report contains specific detail. There are multiple accusers, multiple eyewitnesses to various aspects of the abuse. A reasonable person says where there's this much smoke, there must be plenty of fire. What do you say? I say that I'm innocent of those charges. Innocent? Completely innocent and falsely accused in every aspect? Well, I could say that, you know, I have done some of those things. I have horsed around with kids. I, I have showered after workouts. Oh, okay. I played organized sports. I played organized sports, right? I ain't never took a fucking shower with a coach, y'all. I played football. I played basketball. There's fucking showers in the locker room. Ain't never took a shower with a fucking coach, nigga. Nigga, I ain't never took a shower with a fucking coach. But let's continue. I, I have hugged them and I've, I have touched their leg. You have hugged them and touched their legs, Jerry Sandusky, Dusky, douchebag. You fucking pedophile. What the fuck do you mean you've hugged them and touched their leg? In the shower? Oh, okay. All my kings that have played uh, sports in, a, in an organized environment where you had to practice or whatever and come into a locker room, please email me at the underscore fam at uh, nextdoor-ent.com and let me know if you've ever bathed with your coach. If your coach has ever come in a fucking shower and frolic with you and rubbed on your legs and hugged you bucket naked in the fucking shower. Please hit us up on email and let us know. Without intent of sexual contact, but um, uh, so if, if you look at it that way, uh, there are things that, that uh, wouldn't, uh, you know, would be accurate. Are you denying that you had any inappropriate sexual contact with yes, any of these underage boys? Yes, I am. Never touched their genitals, never engaged in oral sex? Right. What about Mike McQuarrie, the grad assistant who in 2002 walked into the shower where he says in specifically 10 or 11 years old that his hands were up against the shower wall and he heard rhythmic slap, slap, slapping sounds and he described that as a rape. I would say that that's false. What would be his motive to lie? You'd have to ask him that. Okay, okay, now about the fucking guy who claimed he walked in a... See, that, that's, that's why at first I was like, yo, let me hear the full story. Until this bastard said, yeah, well, you know, I've showered with the kids. I've touched them on the leg and shit. Until I heard that, I was like, so wait a minute. What fucking grown man of any kind of sanity and decency would walk into a locker room, hear a coach, y'all know what this is, right? All my dudes that get pussy, that's that dick up in that pussy and that ass, right? Pounding on that ass. That's what that is in sex, right? Well, boys don't have pussies. But what decent man would walk in the locker room and see a young boy's hands up against the wall and hear the sounds of fucking and not go into that and save the little boy and beat the brakes 
off the pedophile. I thought that was suspect at first. I thought that was suspect. What fucking man would not run around there and go, what the fuck are you doing, Sam Douchebag? I thought that was suspect until he talked about he bathes naked and, and you know, and fondles around with the kids. Let's continue. What did happen in the shower the night that Mike McQuarrie happened upon you and the young boy? Okay, we were showering and, and horsing around and he actually turned all the showers on and was uh, actually sliding uh, across the, uh, the floor and, um, and we were, as I recall, possibly like snapping a towel on horseplay. In 1998, a mother confronts you about taking a shower with her son and inappropriately touching him. Two detectives eavesdrop on our conversations with you, and you admit that maybe your private parts touched her son. What happened there? Well, I can't exactly recall what was said there. Uh, yes, you can, Sam Douchebag. Um, yes, you what can, motherfucker. Was that if he felt that way, then I was wrong. During one of those conversations, you said, I understand, I was wrong, I wish I could get forgiveness, speaking now with the mother, I know I won't get it from you, I wish I were dead. A guy falsely accused, or a guy whose actions have been misinterpreted, doesn't respond that way, does he? I don't know, I didn't say to my recollection that I wish I were dead. Uh, I, I was hopeful that we could reconcile things. Shortly after that, in 2000, a janitor said that he saw you performing oral sex on a young boy in the showers uh, in the Penn State locker facility. Did that happen? No. The, the fucking janitor didn't do shit either? Fuck is going on up there at Penn State, man? Are they lying on the assistant coach? What do y'all think, seriously? What do y'all think, man? Go to iTunes this Thursday. And, and, and put up, leave some fucking comments about it. what do y'all think? One one motherfucker heard him fucking a little kid in the shower. The other motherfucker saw him sucking the kid's dick, and these motherfuckers ain't beat the brakes off of uh, Alpha Sand douchebag. The fuck is going on up at Penn State, man? How could somebody think they saw something as extreme and shocking as that when it hadn't occurred? And what would possibly be their motivation to fabricate it? You have to ask them. It seems that... All right, all right. Enough of this bullshit. Enough of that. Let me tell y'all something, man. This is why I have said, and I will continue to say, y'all motherfuckers better stop worshiping celebrity. And y'all better stop worshiping athletes and worshiping coaches and worshiping rappers and singers and y'all better cut that shit out because by worshiping them you almost make these guys invincible that's why you see so many young athletes getting in so much trouble with speeding and drugs and even though they got millions of dollars at risk motherfuckers ride they nuts so much that they get a feeling of invincibility they get a feeling of being above the law That's why I'll give $100 to anybody that's ever seen me in a throwback jersey with another nigga's name on my back. Anybody that can produce a picture 
of me with a jersey on, with a nigga's name on my back, I would give you a hundred dollars. With the internet being my witness. You might have seen me in my Jets t-shirt because I, I ride with my Jets. You might have seen me if my Jets wasn't playing, you might have seen me riding a Giants t-shirt because I'm not a fucking sports fanatic that I got one team. I like, you from New York, I fucks with you. I'm a Brooklyn kid. But if you find, if you can show me a picture with me walking around with Michael Jordan on my back like I'm his bitch, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Because I was taught from young to appreciate the talents that people bring to the table but never worship them. These college coaches, and let me tell you something, man. Truth be told, if we can really, if we really could really see what goes on in most of these interviews, I bet you a bunch of these guys fuck around with little boys, man. But we're so busy with the worship of everything. We're so busy with that shit, we missed the look. This motherfucker went, yeah, it's fucking little boys, in my opinion. I could be wrong, and I really hope I'm wrong. He went years fucking little boys Everybody's involved with the program Oh that's Coach Sandusky Oh this is Penn State Joe Paterno Man fuck these niggas Y'all ain't fuck the athletes And fuck all that Y'all niggas play If I When I watch the basketball game Play the game Win or lose the game And get the fuck out of my face I want your autograph I want none of that shit When the game is over You, you ain't shit The fuck out of here When I lived in LA We had Skybox Luxury box shit to concerts and at basketball games and, and access to sit down there in the front row watching Lakers games and all that shit. And I ain't never hung around to get a handshake or autograph unless I was trying to politic some business or some shit like that. Fuck y'all niggas. When the game is over, you're irrelevant to me. So let's cut out this silly worship. Let's cut these worship out for mere human beings, y'all. Because they feel above the Lord. If a man really fucked a kid in an open shower where a janitor could walk by, that motherfucker either is insane or he feels as if he's above the Lord. The fuck, man? We'll take a break and we'll be right back in Mr. Moody's neighborhood featuring the 50 50 brothers. That's Mr. Moody and Cousin Ed, Cousin Ed and Mr. Moody. We don't care what name y'all put first, as long as y'all understand it's the same shit. We'll be back and we'll talk about are you too young to get married? My next door neighbor.net. Follow us on Twitter, y'all. Mr. Moody's hood. Be right back. Yo, what's cracking? It's your boy Tang. I'm sitting over here kicking it with the 5050 brother. Shout out to Mr. Moody's neighborhood on uh, my next door neighbor.net. Cousin Ed, what's up? Fuck with you. Yo, what up, fam? It's your boy Jaha, aka Mama's Only Son, representing the field. And when I want that real adult convo, I tune into Mr. Moody's neighborhood on mynextdoorneighbor.net. Alright? Yes, 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 yes. What up, hood? We're back, man. Mr. Moody's Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers on iTunes. Put in Mr. Moody's Neighborhood. Or come to the website, y'all. Pretty cool website. My next door neighbor.net. Come check us out. Be entertained. Kick it with some real people, you know? So today we're talking about Are You Too Young to Get Married Now? Big up to Queen Lena. Not only is she a kick-ass podcaster, she really comes into the hood and she puts up some pretty solid uh, 
forums. She puts up some awesome stuff. And, um, you know, it's real funny because our forums never get like a lot of love. We got great topics in the forum, but, but we notice more people are pat. We can see more people coming through to read them than getting involved. It's really all good because we promote our podcast. Pretty much we about the podcast. The forums is just something for, I guess, the closest of us. We just chop it up on the forum. Sometimes you just see two and three people on forums. It's all good. And Lena's never deterred by that. She, Lena, uh, Marie, Michigan's finest. So many people put up good shit. And um, she's never deterred by the, the low turnout. She just continues to put up good stuff. So I love you for that, Lena. I definitely appreciate you for that. Um, she put up a... She put up a forum called How Young Is Too Young To Marry. So she says, so I figure now is as good as any to let Indian know that after five years of marriage and six years total of being together, my husband and I are getting a divorce. I will be moving next week so there won't be a podcast posted for Monday. But my getting a divorce has got me thinking about the fact that I was so young when I got married. I'm 26. And I met my husband when I was 20. After dating for a year, we got married when I was 21. He was my first everything. Well, not my first kiss, but still everything else. I look back now and I think about how crazy it was for me to marry in the first place. I was only 21. I was still growing, still changing. I am definitely not the same person I was then, which I think is a part of the reason why my marriage didn't work. We grew up and apart. So was 20 young to, 21 too young to marry? Did any of you marry when you were very young? What do you think is the right age to marry? Great, 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 great discussion, Lena. And, and, and once again, let me extend to you, um, through this situation, I really do hope that you and your husband are going to be amicable and recognize the love that was there and, and not let that ruin a friendship and be very adult about it. Uh, Lena's a very classy lady. Um, she's an extremely classy woman and I would imagine she would attract a, an extremely classy man. So I wish you the best, Queen. Um, I hope you get through that. And um, I, I commend you. I commend you for not acting like everything is good when it's not good and for just for posting this for everybody to see. I commend you for that. I have the highest amount of respect for you with that. And, um, you know, I wish you the best. Um, you definitely have a lot to offer, so I wish you the best. So that got me thinking about what's too young to get married. And, you know, when I was thinking about that show, I was like, wow, you know, it's not always age sometimes. Because y'all remember back in the day how our great-grandparents and such, they, they got married 16, 17, 18 and stayed married for fucking 40, 50, 60. I mean, pretty much stayed married until one of them died. And really back in those days when, you know, when, when Grandy or Pop-Pop died, they didn't, they were too old to even be seeking out anybody else. They just lived the rest of their days, you know, surrounded by their children and grandchildren or whatever. Times were different back then though. Things have changed now. And so I had a hard time answering as far as age goes, I had a hard time answering that. Like, in, like in, in my personal opinion, just if you were to force me to just put a number out there, because this show is not really about the number, the age number when you should get married. But if you were just going to ask me, I got married at 25. I've been married 16 years. Um, 
But if I had to pick, I, I'd probably say 16 to 25 is probably too young to get married. You know what, man? I might go out there and say 30 may be too young to get married, but that, that, that's just tricky because different people are different. Seriously, you know, I was on my own from 17. By the time I was 21, I was so fucking grown with my own place and all that shit that I couldn't fuck with a 21-year-old girl. I would date older chicks, 30, 35, whatever. I mean, because a 21-year-old girl, she was talking about Reeboks or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm like trying to get a house or move out of state or some shit. So people mature differently with age. I think that really, we need to talk more about where's your mentality at? Where's your maturity level at? Or is your maturity too young to get married? You know, so so are you too young to get married? Let's do the pre-marriage checklist here. Number one is, do you even understand what marriage is supposed to be? You know, marriage is a fucked up institution nowadays. We've allowed it to get fucked up. Um, we fucked it up. I'm not. I'm not a perfect married guy. So listen, I'm not giving y'all other guys a super ass lecture. I'm gonna treat my wife great, but I am a flawed fucking individual. Do y'all understand what I'm telling y'all? So, but you don't stay married And we're, you know, kind of happy married 16 years So, you know, we have ups and downs Because I would be fucking bullshitting you If I act like everything is peachy Can you some shit I don't like And, and vice versa But, um Do you understand what marriage is supposed to be? What's your concept of marriage? Like, 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 it, what is it to you? Is, is marriage like a lifelong commitment of, of love and compassion and, and family and sacrifice? Or, or, or is it to you what it is to what we see from maybe Kim Kardashian or, um, is that Joan, not Joan Rivers, not the fucked up face comedian, who, Joan Collins, who's been married six or seven times, or any one of these industry chicks now that get married, get divorced, get married, get divorced, get married, the J-Lo's of the world and all that. It, what, what is your concept of marriage? Like, do you have an understanding of what the concept of marriage is for you before you enter into it? What's the concept of it? Is, is it about helping each other grow? Or is it about... Is it a business arrangement? Naturel, uh, Marie, uh, Marie Kat put up a great forum, is marriage the new single? And that, and Queen Naturel answered and said, you know, marriage for a lot of people is a business arrangement nowadays. And that shit is true. People just marry because they can get by together. So you got to understand the concept of what you want marriage to be. I mean, because if you want marriage to be a, a, about a bunch of bullshit, you can do that, but just understand the re repercussions of that. There are repercussions to that. So number one, we want to understand, do you understand what marriage is supposed to be? Now, once you think you have it down pat what marriage is supposed to be, you have to ask yourself, are you marriage material? Now you have to go about the business of understanding who you really are. And the biggest mistake that especially women, I, you know, I love sisters. There, there's so many, there's just so many uh Podcasts and music and movies that really shit on y'all and we've made it our business to give y'all all the respect that y'all deserve and all the love that y'all deserve but we do that tough love so when you hear me getting in y'all fucking asses that's love 
Now, when you hear me bombing on these hood rats, that's because I hate hood rats. Mr. Moody's Neighborhood is the anti-hood rat fucking movement. But I jump in my sister's asses a lot because I do love y'all, respect y'all. So, one of the biggest mistakes people make is getting married for status. Because, see, when you get married for status and not the true intention of, of the union of marriage... That kind of puts you in the Kim Kardashian club. That that puts you in the house horrors of Atlanta club. The basketball wives club and then, you know, all these bullshit reality shows that are going. And, and some of these dirtbag bitches aren't even actual wives of anybody on these shows. They're, this, they're there, first of all, to shed more light on black women, more negative light on black women as the mildly attitude, violent fucking she-beast of the world. And they're really there to discourage marriage in itself. Because motherfuckers got so many stars in their eyes watching these bullshit shows, y'all don't see what's really underneath the show. These producers are hella intelligent. Fuck that Shawnee O'Neill as the executive. Fuck her. That bitch don't control shit. The people that cut the check control the shit. They're like, yo, Shawnee, you're doing a great job, you fucking double agent Shawnee O'Neill. Keep these black bitches looking ignorant. Keep them looking like savages. Continue to make them unattractive to the world because the world is watching y'all. Thank you, Shawnee O'Neill. They cut that check. Get your money, mama. But, but what I'm saying is that's what these shows are actually for. And it's just unfortunate that we're entertained by the shit. But that's what the shows are for. Is to put a negative light on the system. So that that this is the mockery that marriage has become. Ha, ha, what is that? Have y'all seen that fucking show, Brazilla? I think Brazilla's old now. But but if you haven't for some reason, go to YouTube and put in Brazilla now. That's a show where they show a psycho bitch who no man in his right mind would actually marry, and she's getting prepared for her wedding day. And the bitch is usually a nightmare. Dude, the white girls are just fucking psychopathic. And then, of course, you can't have a Bridezilla episode with a sister on it who's not a fucking close to a fucking hood rat or some sassy, fat, overweight, over sassy, fucking loud mouth retard. And you look at the show and go, how the fuck? Who's marrying this motherfucker right here? But all that shit, once again, is to make a mockery of marriage. Had my wife was watching a show called, I had to ask her before she left too, what's, what's that show? Have, have y'all seen the show Four Weddings? That's a show where you got some broads. It's four, four, four uh, girls that are getting ready to get married, right? And so the girls let each of the other girls come to their weddings and rape their weddings to get a free, the person with the best wedding gets a free honeymoon. So for the sake of a free honeymoon, these women let rank-ass strangers come into their wedding that's supposed to be a sacred event, come into the wedding and rape the wedding. Oh, well, I didn't like the cake. Oh, and they were dancing and, oh my God, the food was horrible. What the fuck? Ring the bell. That's how cartoon marriage is now. Marriage is a fucking cartoon. So you have to know who you are. When you wonder, once you get your concept of marriage down, like I said, you have to now say, am I marriage material? You have to know who you are before you marry somebody because that way, if the marriage fails, you're not blaming anybody but yourself. You're not even stunned 
if the marriage fails. So are you marrying for status? Because one thing I can't stand, and my wife used to do this very early in our marriage. One thing I hate women doing it, and you hear women doing this shit all the time. They talking about they husband all the time. Y'all ever heard of some wife that's always talking about her husband? Like he a car? What R. Kelly said, you remind me of my Jeep. Something like my car, something like my bank account. My husband. My husband. You ever heard a wife argue with their husband and like refer to the nigga in third person? <laughs> right in front of his face? It's like, I, I just wanted to spend some time with my husband. And the motherfucker's looking at her like, fuck, I'm standing right here. A lot of women use the word husband and make it sound like you sold your fucking soul to the devil or some shit. I thought my husband would understand that I need this and that. I thought my husband would make sure he did this and that. Let me ask you a question, ladies. Before this man became your husband, did you make sure your boyfriend was doing this and that before you got married to his stupid ass? Did you make sure your fiance would understand what you needed before you married his stupid ass? Or did you just marry a, a fucking incompetent nigga and just assume that he would magically change once he became your husband? You see what I'm saying? When you marry for status, you do anything to get the status. So a lot of motherfuckers kill me with what I thought my husband would do. No, you should have made sure your fucking boyfriend would do that. You should have made sure your fiance was holding it down. And then that way when he became your husband, you, you got the right to bomb on this fuck boy ass for not doing the shit that he was doing before. I did a show a while back telling women to cover their ass. Fellas, same thing. Make that man cover his ass, ladies. Hold him down. From the boyfriend stage, make the nigga respect you and whatever the fuck you want to do. Now, ladies, y'all know I'm... Come on now. Y'all know I'm on point shit. Y'all know I'm on point. You front if you want to. Y'all ain't... Y'all gotta learn to fucking figure niggas out when y'all are still dating them. And I know some of y'all hate when I tell the truth. I know, I know telling the truth is not fucking popular in the climate that we live in now. But stop being, I love you. Stop being mad at a motherfucker that loves you enough to tell your dumb ass the truth. And just be honest with me for one fucking minute. Just, just give me one minute of your honesty, ladies. How many of you women that are in failing marriages married a fucking man because of his status? Or what he could provide for you Even though you knew the motherfucker had major character flaws But you thought the title Husband Would keep the niggas in line How many of you have done that That are in failing marriages I'm not saying all men are like that And I'm definitely not saying all women Marry for status because they don't But a lot of y'all do And you know you do so stop getting mad at me, calm your fucking ass down, drink some wine or something, let's get back on court. And yo fellas, y'all niggas stop the high-fiving, I know the men that listen to Mr. Moody's name, stop the high-fiving the woo, stop all that woo-wooing, cause I'm about to dig in y'all niggas asses in a, in a couple of minutes niggas, but back to the ladies though. 
Back to the ladies though. Ring the bell. How many of y'all got married for that ring? To get that fucking ring around your finger, but you didn't have any intention on following the vows. Because y'all done got most of these stupid ass preachers to remove obey from the wedding vows. So, so what angle were you playing when you got married? Some of y'all motherfuckers ain't even taking a man's last name when you get married. We got a podcast coming out a couple of weeks after this where we just talking about how the way men should communicate with women and introduce tough love to the women that they love and tell them more of the honest truth instead of bullshitting around. And I said that in that show that's coming out. I'm telling y'all for this show today. Some of y'all ain't even taking niggas' last names and these niggas is still dumb enough to marry your fucking ass. Dumb enough to get involved in this farce. This cartoon of a fucking marriage. So what's your angle, ladies? Are you marriage material or are you seeking status? I'm just asking. Are you marriage material, ladies? Do you still feel the need to hang with the girls four nights out of seven? And hit the club dressed like a fucking streetwalker. Well, there are some men that'll marry you and let that slide. But the average man, Cousin Ed, Mr. Moody, Big D from Regular Cat Radio, Prince from Queens, average nigga ain't going for it. Not because I'm insecure, but if you out four nights out of seven and you ain't doing business, and when you leave the house, you put your slut gear on, fuck I need you for it. I'll be on some bachelor shit, right? If you out four nights out of seven doing business, I ain't mad at you. You out four nights out of seven shaking your ass in the club, you ain't life material. Not for me. But but let's talk about the fellas for a minute because men have to also figure out who they are before they get married. And and, and I, you got to figure out who you are if you want the marriage to be half worth anything. Anything at all. A lot of men are just as fucked up as women but, uh, regarding marriage Because for many guys Marriage is just a way to, to, to shut your long term girlfriend the fuck up You can't get married and expect success When the only reason you did it Is to not hear your girl give you ultimatums anymore Dude when you do it like that Your heart ain't in it Your heart ain't even in it when you do shit like that Are you, are you marriage material homie Are you marriage material Are you one of them dudes That feel the need to lie to wifey and tell her you're working late and didn't meet the fellas at the strip club and trick off a few dollars? Because if so, you're still stuck in the teenagers or, or, or like a frat boy state of mind and you gotta grow the fuck up before you play with the marriage shit. Because a nigga that say he doing this and he doing that, oh, I'm, I'm going with the fella. My wife don't ask where I'm going because I'm a night bird. Where you going out? If I am doing some fucked up shit, when I say I'm going to the studio, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio. So, so if you still on a if you still on a college level of thinking, if you still on a high school child's level of thinking, then you're not husband material and you're not ready to get married. So it's not really all of it's not just only about bombing on the ladies all the time. Now, now, are you one of them fellas that think once you get married, your woman is now Kunta Kente from the root from roots? Y'all remember they beat Kunta ass down. Till he called himself Toby. 
So are you one of those men? Do you think that once you get married to your woman, that that her name switches from uh, Gloria to Kunta Kente? Do you do? You, are you one of those guys that you've you've been raised on on what a real man is, and we're gonna have a, a real man show nowadays because I think that a lot of cats kind of stuck. A lot of cats, their brains are stuck on what an actual real dude is, and they think it's still a caveman era. And they don't understand that you can be a very dominant man and still help out a little bit. They don't get that because they got so much anger in them and they, and they, they they're fed so much ignorance and they're not able to adjust with the time. They're, they're the rotary phone dudes in a cell phone era. They're, they're, they're the guys with the big uh, New Jack City 1880 pound cell. Y'all remember their cell phones? Y'all remember them cell phones in the, in the leather cases, man? They had the cords on them. They, they only, you could only make a call. They only had like 10 minutes of battery life. A lot of these guys, what they're thinking are, are those cell phones. They rotary. They rotary phone mentality guys. They haven't learned to adapt. And the only way that they can show their dominance is to do it old school. They don't know you can be beautiful, dominant. You could be a king on the new school stuff. Like me. You could be a king. Undisputed at that. So are you one of them guys that think, you know, your wife should have no say. She should cook, clean, take care of the kids, mop the floor with a toothbrush, and keep your dicks up while you sit on the couch and watch football? Is that you? Because a man should be the king of the castle, but a real king, listen to what I'm saying, fellas. A real king knows how to better the kingdom. A real king knows how to better the kingdom. Ring the bell for myself. That's kind of fly off the top of the head, kind of, sort of. These guys, they're not marriage material. Unless they find, they're only marriage material if they find a chick that's, that actually likes busting her ass with no help around the house while Mr. Breadwinner brings home the money and, and goes... Bowling, golfing, goes to play basketball, sits around while she's doing it all, running about to pass out, sweating, and just sitting on the couch chilling. Some women like that. And on second thought, if, if enough women like that, maybe these dudes are marriage material, man. <laughs> Let's look at the pro ball, the pro ball players and the entertainers. Now, clearly, no, now, now when it comes to distorted celebrities. No other celebrity in the world can come close to Reggie Bush when it comes to being pussy with. And that includes Lamar Odom and Wiz Khalifa with Amber Rose because really, really Lamar Odom, he's kind of like a buster, but he actually looks like he's happily married with, uh, what's her name, the Kardashian. I don't know these girls, man. I know, I know Kim because that's the one you hear about all the time, but... Whoever the chubby Kardashian chick is. So he looked like he happy with that. So I can't really front on Lamar. Lamar looks like he's a happy guy. I mean, you know, people put on faces in public and I really don't care about their personal life anyway. But but you, I mean, you really don't hear too much. You know, he's a pretty happy guy. So I'm not going to front on Kamar, uh, um, o, uh, Lamar Odom. But Reggie Bush is the biggest sucker in the world. Like, he... he He's the biggest buster in the world when it comes to love. He's the biggest sucker for love in the world, if you ask me. 
Because he wasn't even married to Kim Kardashian. He went gaga. He just went absolutely gaga for that buffoon-ass woman, dude. So can you imagine if Reggie Bush had a married Kim Kardashian? And she pulled that crap she did with the Humphrey dude. What's his name? Um, The dude that played ball. The, uh, Rick, uh, uh, Chris Humphrey, Jack Humphrey, whatever his name is. Reggie would have killed Kim. Reggie would have literally murdered Kim Kardashian. It would have been on the news. He would have been in jail. Because these young black millionaires, man, they've turned into the biggest groupies of all time. It, it's mind-boggling. You men that could get with pretty much any woman that they want, these dudes line up to get another entertainer sloppy seconds. It's just, it's just enough to make you shake your head. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling that men that can have whatever they want rush to get another man's public sloppy seconds, man. So Reggie Bush is just is just really simply the sucker of the year, and there ain't no there, there is no getting around that. But I bring the entertainer guys up to say that you know none of these guys they're not marriage material. They got all the money in the world. They got all the talent in the world. A lot of the guys are good looking guys to the women to the ladies and stuff. But still, you just still dealing even with all that money. You still dealing with. Insecure, low self-esteem millionaires. Think about that. You're still dealing with low self-esteem millionaires. The, 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 celeb, the, the celebrity guys are marrying some of the biggest cum buckets in the world. Just to say they own her. And that's what a lot of regular guys too. See, a lot of a lot of men marry women and put that ring on the finger, and then they turn into Ike Turner. That's why you see so many sis. Now, now let's get real for a second. I'm talking about the everyday woman. Yo, what, what happened to my music, y'all? The music just decided to spaz out on me. I guess, I guess the uh I guess the music is upset with what I'm saying. But, but let's get serious for a second and talk about the everyday woman. I'm not, I'm not talking about entertainers and anything like that. I'm talking about everyday women. That's why you see so many sisters that are terrified of the husbands they live with. They got friends telling them, girl, you need to leave, you need to leave, you need to leave. That's why so many women are suffering from domestic violence at the hands of a, of a, you know, of a guy that professed to love them and married them. That's why you see so many married men bodyguarding and sneaking around and following their wives around wherever they go. A lot of guys put that ring on your finger, ladies, as ownership. We don't have too much to do with love. A lot of guys just want to pull you off the market. Oh, hold on, y'all. Hold on, man, because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sitting here dropping it like it's hot. And my music is rebelling on me. I'm not really feeling that. But then, but then when you're thinking about it, I'm murking this show so awesomely. I guess we ain't really need the music like that anyway. Because I'm on one right now. But, 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 but. You know. Actually, I think, I think my internet is freaking out. So forget all that stuff. Let's just keep it moving. A lot of guys, ladies, they want to get you off the market. And the most effective way in their minds to get you off of the market 
is to marry you. Is to put a ring on your finger and now it's now now I literally control you. You know, if you talk to some real honest women, they'll tell you some horror stories about how this guy was such a nice guy and then they got married and he turned into a monster. Some guys don't have any concept about what marriage is or anything. They just want the ownership. And I always say I know quite I, I know I know some stay-at-home moms. I know a few of them. And I like I know one of them men that um she's like married to the most jealous, hot-tempered, controlling, pompous dude in the world. And I swear to God, man, if I brung this dude around, if I brung him around natural in her clip. They would, the y'all know Naturelle know all fine women. Like, I don't know what Nat, Naturelle don't know ugly women. I don't know how that works because everybody know one ugly chick. Naturelle does not know any ugly women. And if I bring this chick around, like if I, if I, if I, if I introduce this dude to my wife and, and, and said, this is the guy that's a super control, my wife would be looking like him. He said, he looks like, uh, he's kind of looks like Dilbert. Kind of looks like Dil. It kind of looks like um, uh, man. I can't. I can't. Re- okay, y'all. Think Sherman Hemsley at two hundred and fifty-five out of shape pounds. He kind of looked like that. Little stubby hands and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know his wife. I don't really know him like that. 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 But I see him because he come in by he come in, you know, bodyguard patrolling, you know, tits flapping out of his shirt. He come in like that sometimes. Coming to the gym making sure because his wife is a cutie. But but he's the most jealous, hot-tempered dude. He's a real nice lady too, and she'll be talking to you and, and nothing suggestive. There's no sexual innuendo or nothing. And like dude will come in and he just look at it and kind of nod at you and she just instantly zip her lip up. Okay, I'll talk, I'll talk to you later and just walk away. And then you know he'll, they'll be walking towards the back locker room. And he'll be, you just see his head snapping because he's like, yo, what you doing standing over there and da da da. So see, a lot of a lot of women are are getting married for the status, but but it's actually turning around and biting them in their ass. Because they marrying these controlling men with where the ring is not a, a symbol of love. <laughs> Don't have nothing to do with that. The ring is like, you see what I put on your finger? Now you do what you're supposed to be doing. And once you look and left, you don't look right, you look straight ahead. You had his house clean when I come in and yo, hey, woman stupid enough to go for it? Pow, by all means. You want to be taken care of? There you go, you got your witch. But a lot of these women are living in fear off of the man that puts that ring on their finger. But the money don't make the man. And cats like that are not marriage material. Those are children that are trapped in men's bodies. And and, and like really super insecure men like that, I always promise y'all, they always doing some real foul shit behind their ladies' backs. And I ain't talking about just like cheating. I ain't talking about creeping. That's lightweight compared. Like these are the kind of cats that usually got a secret kid hidden away because they done went and knocked up like a hood rat at a strip club or something. These are the kind of dudes that's Hitting other women raw and bringing diseases into the house and giving their wife STDs and the wife is sticking around. Y'all know these things exist. This is real stuff right here. 
And these cats either didn't, they, they either didn't give a damn and they knew they was going to be foul even in marriage, but they got married to, to assert that control over a woman or they just didn't take the time to discover who they were before they got married. Because if they had figured out like, yo, I'm insecure, unattractive, got very low self-esteem, I make six figures a year, but I can't seem to lose this gut of mine's. And my hands are small like a third graders. I'm, I'm not ready to get married. And it, and it affects me. And the only way that I can be dominant over a woman is, is, is by force or to throw my money in front of her face. If they had to take, take the time to realize who they really are, they wouldn't have got married because they would have realized they're too immature to facilitate a real woman in marriage. And going back to the ladies, a lot of that falls back on y'all again. Because y'all know damn well that all of us know a chick who has a straight low self-esteem, insecure, abusive type of dude she dates because in her eyes, he just acts like that because he loves me. He loves me. So he just a little jealous, y'all, but it's just that he loved me, you, you know, because a lot of y'all are stupid. I don't have a better way to say it. A lot of y'all are just stupid. So with that being said, give y'all a couple of things you should do before you even think about getting married. Here's a couple of things that you should get out the way while you're single and while you're young, all right? Couple of things. Get your education. Seriously. Because love, love is gonna wait. If you bump into somebody young, yo, all that 19, 20 year old, whatever, man. Get your education, man, whatever kind of education you're seeking, whether it be an academic education or whether you're trying to educate yourself just in the essence of life itself. Fulfill, fulfill those goals before you get married because once you get married, marriage requires a lot of sacrifice and especially once y'all start having kids because, you know, when you start having these kids nowadays and they, you know, school is not just go to school and go to class and leave school. School don't work like that no more. You got to be involved in school. You, you got to do the PTA and then every time you turn around there's something popping off at the school. And you got to be up there at the school. And, and, and God forbid your kid is playing sports, man, because that sports a whole nother monster. And when you, when you have kids, you don't want to end up resenting your family for the things you didn't accomplish. You, you don't want to get to the point in your life where you're looking at your child or your wife or your husband and you have a resentment because you made a you made a sacrifice for them because you didn't get to finish something that you started. So do it while you're young, like do that while you're single. Another thing you should do before you even think about getting married is travel, man. Travel, dude. Because the world is bigger than your neighborhood. You heard what I said? The world is bigger than your neighborhood. Experiencing different cultures and even different men and women from different cultures, you may decide to move, to move out of your hood and go move overseas or move to another state or do something. But most importantly, you can say you've seen the country or the world before you settle down. Because once again, man, once you settle down, that business kicking. And, and of course, you know, 
You know, married couples travel all the time. They travel, have fun, do things, but really in reality, in the world we live in today where you have to be you have to be so involved in a marriage. There's so many facets of, of what it takes to try to make a marriage work because that's a hard job right there. Being, being a married person is a job. Even the couples that get it right, it's still a, it's a job. And then when you add being a parent on top of that, it's a job. And you, you know, I know some parents that have two and three kids and they in two sports apiece and all that. And they don't have, listen, they may travel one time a year, if that. It's continuous running around with the kids. And sooner or later, you're going to look in the mirror and go, I ain't never been nowhere. Now I got the kids. Well, that's your fault. You travel when you're young. 18, 19, get on a plane. I was on planes from uh, um, no, I, October, October 1987. I was on planes. I think it was October. That was about to be 18 anyway. I was on planes. I'd have been to every state in America. Literally. I haven't been across the seas and all that stuff like that. But I've been, at least I can say I've been around the country. I was gone. <laughs> Bro, yo, gone. Out of here, son. Playing ball, doing music. You 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 know you you meet a, a young lady and y'all say, well, let's go to the Bahamas, let's do the Bahamas. Like just doing things. You gotta you gotta get out and you gotta see the world. Do that before you get married, man. And and even because you know what, if if you if if, if you condition yourself to to travel and you condition yourself to accomplish certain things before you get serious with somebody, you you're gonna that's gonna emanate off you. And that's the kind of man or woman that you're gonna attract. You're gonna attract those adventurers. You know, you're gonna attract somebody that likes to travel also. Like you're gonna, you really will attract people like that because in a funny kind of way, you'll look down on somebody that doesn't have your experience. And you may not even do it in a snobby way, but just if you take the time to see the world while you're single, and you sitting on a date with a young fella, you say, hey man, you know, well, where, where, have you ever traveled? There's a lot of, and he go, no, you know, you know, you know I've, been, I've been from Brooklyn to Queens. You'd be like, oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Well, you have any interest on traveling? Yeah, I was, you know what? I was thinking about, um, I was about taking the Greyhound to Virginia. You'd be like, okay, I'm, okay. All right. Check. So travel before you get married, man. Now, one thing that's real important, that a lot of people don't agree with this, but I do. One thing I think everybody should do before they get married is experience some awesome SEX before you get married. Experience some awesome sex before you get married. Trust me. I'm going to tell you why I say this because I had debates about this all the time. Like, yo, dog, you want somebody that's been stretched out? Yup. Yeah, I sure do. At least one time. I'm going to tell you why I say that. See, a, a lot of dudes, a lot of men, <laughs> see, we like to run around and conquer the world. We like to run around and sleep with the entire female population of the earth. But then when we meet a young lady that we think we want to marry, we want her to be a virgin. We want her to be untouched. See, we, 
We wanna we wanna bust everything moving out. Blind, crippled, crazy. We wanna bust everything out, but then when it's marriage time, we don't wanna hear nothing about her with no dudes. So when we stick it in, we want her to bleed. That's that's what a lot of men want, right? But but personally, me and quite a few dudes I know, I prefer a chick who's had it at least one dude blow her back out. Why, Moody? Cause that that's unusual, right? Well, it's not unusual if you're a grown up. Ring the bell for grown up. I don't think that's unusual. You know why? Because and, and and I got some proof. I got some proof on this. I'm a firm believer that when you're a chick's first and you're her only, I think at some point in time she begins to wonder how some new dick would feel. Especially if y'all having problems. You know, like if the relationship is peachy keen, women are tremendous liars. Women are are very efficient liars. But when it comes to like sex and stuff, women will lie to you, will look you right in your face and tell you a bold faced lie. So, but 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 the problem, the thing is, when you're a chick's first and you're the only person she ever been with, when y'all start having relationship problems, it's just human nature for her to see another guy that's attractive and like, wow, I just wonder what that would be like. I mean, it's only common sense. And even even relationships with everything, a peachy king with, you know, that story of what met him at 18. I was 18. He was 20. I've been with him since. And now we 38. Even with that, women still wonder. And that's coming from women. I chop up. I chop it up with some fine chicks that are like, yeah, you know, I ain't going to front Moody. I, I was with him and I, you know, things started going bad and I had never known any other man and. And then, you know, we broke up and I met this guy and we did it one time and I was like, whoa. And I'm telling you, women think like that. They're not going to tell you that because, well, like I told you, first of all, because when it comes to sex, women are incredible liars. Second of all, because a lot of y'all dudes can't handle that. I, I can handle you telling me somebody blew your back out. I just can't handle you lying about it. No, I want you to get your back blown out because I want you to be able to measure What's going on? Like, okay, so he satisfied me this, he satisfied me that. Now with the bedroom, well, I remember JoJo. JoJo beat my brains in, so that's a pretty good barometer. Well, okay, well, Moody, he maybe he beat my brains in like JoJo, but Moody did give me slight brain damage. I could roll with this guy. This is his package right here. So I personally prefer that a woman have at least one dude that just blew a mind. I mean, that's just me. That's a lot of guys. That's us guys that could be straightforward like that. A lot of y'all guys, like, remember now, put that ring on the finger and you think it's ownership. You think it's slave ownership. A lot of guys can't acknowledge that. In the words of Jack Nicholson, a lot of guys can't handle the truth. And fellas, y'all need some good ass too, man. Y'all need that so you learn how not to be whipped by ass. That's one thing about me. Never been whipped over cooch. Now, I got to give credit to my big brothers for that because they literally, it's like they engineered me in a lab to never get sprung just over some coochie. Because you got a lot of guys out here that are just marrying skanks. Like, you got guys that just marry rats just because she gave them the best head he ever had. 
or she getting the best booty he ever had. He just bypassed every other. She got 19 kids, and he's like, yo, but she getting the greatest, greatest dome I ever had. So guys got to know what mind-blowing sex is too before they get married. So you learn not to be whipped. Because you can't let a woman think that her stuff is so good that she got you remote control. That's just the truth, fellas. So I, that, they'll, they'll, that's what I think guys should do and women should do. And do some soul searching before you get married. Take some time and discover what your strength and, uh, strengths and weaknesses are. Are you a selfish person? Because if you are and you, you're strong enough, and that's commendable to be able to soul search yourself. And if, you get, if you're strong enough to search your soul, you can work on being selfish. Are you strong enough to weather the storm of a marriage? Because marriage is a storm. It's a storm, man. It's unsettled. It's, it's, the weather's unpredictable in marriage. You got a sunny, beautiful days and out of the blue, a, you know, a rain cloud comes. Are you strong enough for that? Are you willing to dedicate your life to a husband or a wife? You know, I got, I had this surgery and I'm basically useless. And my wife just spent the last two going on three weeks. My mom was here for two weeks and, and, um, and my wife has been doing it by herself, but literally two weeks bathing me in the shower. You know, I'm in the bed. I got to use a urinal in the bed because a lot of times I'm just hurting too bad to get to the bathroom, dumping my pee. Running upstairs, getting night, running downstairs, getting night, bringing the food upstairs. Then she got to run the da-da-da-da-da. Are you ready for that? Have you searched your soul to see are you dedicated to do that? Do you have the drive to be a, a provider? Do you have the drive to be a protector? It doesn't mean you have to be a millionaire. It has to mean you have the ambition. You have the, Somebody can look at you and see what you're trying to do. Are you willing to be a protector? Are you willing to lose your life for a family dog? Are you willing to do that? You got to search your soul for that. Have you grown out of your kitty stage? Do you still feel the need to hang out of the house more than in the house? You gotta search yourself before you get married. Are you ready for one piece of ass? Ladies, are you ready for one penis in your life? That's why I say, get the A. Y'all better go. Yo, man. Y'all better find somebody to blow your back out while you're single. I'm telling you, you thank me later. You'll thank me later, cause you'll definitely have a you. It'll definitely be a good barometer of what's going on. All right. And something that a lot of us learn the hard way, man, especially women. Do for yourself. Us men have to learn it. Women have to learn it. Because ladies, you don't want to bump into one of those slave master husbands I'm talking about. And he and he knows that you would be homeless if he didn't bring the bacon home. Because some of those guys, they, they develop a God complex on your ass and you live miserable. You got the big house, the nice car, but you miserable. I know some women that are miserable. I know some women that got 2010, 2011 S-Class Mercedes that live at the top of Sugarloaf. And if I wanted to, I could bang those women anytime I want to. They're miserable. They are miserable. They forego, they forewent everything that they could have did and dedicated themselves to a wife and a family and have a husband that just beat them down with the money. What are you doing? Am I paying for that? You're not that, trust me. 
Try to get it for yourself. Guys learn that the hard way too. Get it for yourself, man. Don't don't put yourself at the mercy of, of someone else. Don't do it. Take my word for it. Don't do it. And try to learn how to be patient in relationships prior to your marriage. Lastly, learn to develop friendships. All your pre-marriage relationships. Make sure you make sure you link up with a man or a woman that you can laugh with and joke with and has a lot of your interests in mind because that's what that'll be your standard entering into marriage. If you like working out, make sure that for the most part you kind of gravitate towards men or women that that work out. Because and I'm not saying I'm not saying you know you may find a love of your life and they don't work out ever. Love is love is unpredictable, right? But for the most part in your relationships before marriage, treat all of them, develop friendships. Even if you break up, develop the kind of friendships that, you know, cool, because that'll help mature you and get you ready for marriage. And just try to learn how to be patient because we all don't do, you know, I'm a, I screw a lot of stuff up. My wife screw, screws up. If you talk to any honest couple, they'll tell you, yeah, he screws this up, he screws that up, but you know, hey. Learn to try your best, learn how to be patient. Learn these things before marriage. I'm telling you, man, you will be a conditioned person ready to give marriage the best go that you can give it. Not guaranteeing that this, this, these tips are making marriage work, but damn, you have a fighting chance. You know, hey, I'd rather have a gun when a carjacker come to my car than have nothing, man. I'd rather have a fighting chance. You know what I'm saying? Just give me a fighting chance. All right, fam, so think about that, man. Are you old enough to get married? If it's not an age issue, are you mentally old enough to get married? Are you mentally mature enough to get married? Are you spiritually mature enough to get married? Are you ready for the rough ride? Think about that, all right? It's been another hot episode of Mr. Moody's Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers. I'm Mr. Moody. He's Cousin Ed. Big up to DJ Natural. Big up to Podcast P. Big up to the hood. And we will see y'all next Thursday with another fire episode from Mr. Moody's Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers. Uh, iTunes, y'all. Go to iTunes. Comments. Ratings. Love y'all. Love us back. Peace. This episode of Mr. Moody's Neighborhood featuring the 5050 Brothers has been brought to you by Next Door Neighbor Entertainment. The name of our website is www.mynextdoorneighbor.net or www.mynndn.net. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us ratings and comments. You can also find our show at Mevio.com. No matter where you go, just put in Mr. Moody's Neighborhood to hear the hottest podcasts online. You can follow us on Twitter at Mr. Moody's Hood. That's M-R-M-O-O-D-Y-H-O-O-D. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. And please know that we couldn't do this without you. One love www.mynextdoorneighbor.net